people. Welcome back to another episode of I Feel Seen. I am Autumn. I am Nia. And today we are reviewing Acrimony by Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ah. So, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but this movie has had so much there's been a lot of recent conversation about this movie I feel um Crystal mm. and Kid Fury <laughs> mention acrimony all the time shout out to them Crystal yes. and Kid Fury of the Reed and then um the black guy who tips Autumn just had me listen to their latest podcast episode where they talk about <laughs> a never before articulated genre of film called the black executive yes fiction yes and i i mean and i don't think it can get any more accurate can get any more than that my goodness i mean first of all i feel i feel i feel so seen because what an like like the allegory game is so strong with this one like this whole episode that they did because they're talking about um, how this subgenre is about how black people can't get ahead, and I was like, "Because <laughs> it is when it's we're even when it's fiction." Yes, like it's really like all these movies are allegories about how we are just trying to live live the American dream. We're trying. We've reached upper management in the advertising agency. We got married. We're, you know, we're following all the steps. We're checking off all the boxes. We probably went to a historically black college for undergrad and a PWI for graduate school. <laughs> We've yep. risen through the ranks. We've, you know, we're in the sorority, the fraternity. We have a diverse group of friends. Some are also wealthy. Some are from the hood where we grew up. And we're just trying to live our lives. But guess what? Nope. Nope. Can't have a kid. Of course, the surrogate's going to be crazy. You want to buy a $3.5 million house? Of course, your next door neighbor wants to kill not one, but both of you. I mean, it's just, mm. yeah, you, you just cannot get ahead. You, you're a, a sassy single woman. <laughs> you, wanna, you want to have, you want to get married to your, your long-suffering girlfriend of somebody. And he, of course, does not do you right. And the only option you have is some lesser that your mom hates. You know, um, and I'm talking to you, Sonalathon, because that seems to be the trope in every single movie that you're in. Man. And then here we have Acrimony, which, in my opinion, is an allegory for fuckboys. But here's the gag. The fuckboy is Taraji P. Henson. (laughs) Right? Because you don't see (laughs) fuckboys have no gender going forward. There is no gender. <laughs> yeah, that's the twist. Taraji's the fuck boy. So, I mean, should we just get into it? Ah, uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So I pulled up Acrimony on um, the most trusted website on the internet, Wikipedia. I was about to say Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. You can make changes to a Wikipedia. And you can't, isn't, is it still set up that way that anyone can make changes to a Wikipedia page? I think so. That's part of its appeal. Uh, okay. But I mean, still, it does have some reliable information. 
I think, yeah, I think this information is pretty reliable. I mean, that it looks all legit about who directed, produced, starred in. I do take issue with the budget being twenty million because <laughs> I'm like, for, for what? Did I mean, unless Taraji got like nineteen of those twenty million? Okay, that, that I could see. Twenty million dollars. <laughs> None of it went towards wigs. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And not to get ahead of myself, but you spend $20 million on a film and you still need to use green screen and there's no, (laughs) like, there's, this is, it's not Marvel. Right. For no special effects. There was no science fiction element to this film. (laughs) But yet, okay, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, the plot on Wikipedia says that Melinda Moore is a steadfast hard-working wife who supports her husband Robert Gale, an engineer trying to sell an innovative battery <laughs> An innovative battery! A running total slash dwindling balance of the proceeds, which they literally had like the money like running out like on screen. Yeah, it was, was, like... it was a running total. They showed up. <laughs> Every time something happened it was like right, like an adding machine <laughs> just showing up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dwindling balance of the proceeds Melinda receives after her mother's death is portrayed as the couple gets in over their heads in debt, which fractures their marriage over time. The film is divided into categories based on the emotional spectrum that Melinda experiences as followed. Number one being acrimony, where she meets him during college and she like hates him on site. On site? Doesn't she hit him the first time she sees him? Yeah, she like runs into him. She ran into him. Yeah. She dropped her papers by running into him and he tried to help her. She's like, get off me. It's not hitting him. Right. And then it shows up to the dorm and it's like, did he have a paper of hers that he was like, that he read? Yeah. He was like, this is like so profound. Yeah. But see, (laughs) red flags already. Because for one, how do I mean, even if that was her paper, like, how did you find out where her room was? That and then from the relationship perspective, for me, red flag, you go to talk to a woman who hit you when she first met you. She doesn't even know you, and your first encounters are smacking the shit out of you. (laughs) You're intrigued. And then from her perspective, some rando just showed up at your door. Right. And you didn't even ask. Like, she just had an attitude. You didn't ask how she figured out where you lived or anything. So both of them are clearly not good at making decisions and spotting red flags. No. And then the other other issue that I had with... um, them her as as with young Melinda is that I thought she looked absolutely nothing like Taraji P. Henson nothing I'm like you're not the same color you appear much taller and thinner than not just Taraji but also Robert like I I don't know maybe I'm just and then I mean with with the size that's fine, because, you know, you age, you put on weight. But the height, 
Like, yeah, dudes grow, I think, what, I think they stop growing at 21, so maybe he could have had some growth spurts, but women, we usually stop around 18, Mm -hmm. but no, wait a minute, she was taller. She was taller when she was (laughs) younger. You can't shrink, like, you can't shrink until you're, like, I mean, you can, but that usually starts happening in, like, the 60s, 70s, I think. Right. So, yeah, and I, it would have made... It's like they drew attention to the fact that the height difference was mm-hmm. there. Because when they transitioned from being younger to older, they were both standing in the mirror brushing their teeth. So it's like this little fade in, like fade out and fade in. And it's like, okay, she's clearly shorter now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and light and darker. <laughs> and, <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, no, it's just... holding back. Yeah, this is, um, it's, I mean, it's aggravating, but I mean, it's like Tyler Perry, I think at this point, it's just like, I know my demographic, I know they're going to come out because it, I mean, it doubled whatever, whatever the budget was, like it did like twice that in the box office, it was like 46 million, mm-hmm, according oh, to Wikipedia. My gosh. Yeah. Again. So. He can phone it in, and I love it. I want that kind of life where I can just be like, you know what? I'm yeah. not really putting out my best. I'm really not. Not today, and I'll admit it, but I still got <laughs> <laughs> y'all still gave me your money. <laughs> right. Which, you know, go off black man, but at the same time, it's like, but like, give us, like, still give us something to work with because this movie was terrible, and there's people that have said that they enjoyed it and I don't know if they mean they enjoyed it like oh my god this is so terrible I'm entertained or like they actually really liked it I think it's both yeah it's definitely both Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy it even like I and I'm one who enjoys watching terrible movies and I kind of did have a good time watching it but there are people who really watched this movie and thought it was good Mm -hmm. just because again I think I mentioned this on the last episode. There are people out there who just like a good watch. They just like a good entertaining movie. They don't really care about plot holes and character development and continuity. Mm -hmm. Just like to be entertained. And I mean, there's, I think that's pretty cool because life is probably better. You're not always looking for shit. (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) My brain works way though. And I appreciate, I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth with that whole Medea debate about, like, you know, he's making money off of this character. But I do appreciate Todd Perry for, um, for being Todd Perry and for employing so many black and brown people, like, through his production company and just, like, philanthropic things he's done. And, you know, like, when, when, um, when people pass away and he's, just seems like he's always there lending his support and just different things that he's done like I appreciate that I will never forgive him for accepting the role of James Patterson's Alex Cross in the movie because that was just like he just should have said no he should have known that he could not embody the character of Alex Cross so that is unforgivable I think he's one of those people you know how there are some people in the world who do not know that they can't do things uh-huh. They really truly believe if I put my mind to it, I can do anything. 
anything. And it's like, mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to shoot down your dreams. But like my dad said, anything is possible, but there are a lot of things that aren't likely. And uh, I didn't see him play Alex Cross. But I don't think Tyler Perry, like, I don't think he pays attention to what limitations he could possibly have. Which is why I think he became successful. I think he is a true example of what God has for you is for you. (laughs) Really. I was like, look, don't worry, Tyler. Just go out there. I got you. And it's working. working. I'm waiting on that blessing for me. (laughs) Waiting. I'm ready. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so he um so he so I'm saying he so she Taraji the the movie is broken up into the different emotions that she's feeling. So the first chapter is acrimony where she um you know gets close with him and then she catches him cheating on her with this chick Diana and for reasons that are completely unknown to anyone she completely spazzes out and like runs her car into the trailer repeatedly and like knocks it over so he's yeah he's living in a trailer um i guess well she's it starts out with her spending a lot of money on him right and buying him a car and you know, doing all this stuff for him because she's in love. And she's talking about how much he's manipulating her. Because she's talking to a a psychiatrist or a Mm. therapist about how she got to the point where she's, like, at this court-ordered session. Right. And, um, yeah, she's going on about, like, you know... you see the lies and you see the manipulation and you see this and you see that. And as I'm watching him interact with her, I'm like, I don't see any of that. I don't <laughs> think he's lying. I don't think he's being manipulative. And then the money's starting to run out as she's spending it. And he's not responding to her calls as often. And I think she's still upset about her mom. So that's when she decides to go to his trailer because she's not getting back what she thinks she's putting into the relationship. And yeah, she's, I don't know. I think, wasn't that the part of the movie where she said that she's, you know, she's usually a sweet person, but she has a dark side that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is, but you hit him the first time you saw him. Like, if that's not an indication that a person is a very dark side, like, <laughs> not, like right. She said she showed him a side she'd never seen or he'd never seen, but like she was punching him. Right. Bumped into her. So okay, girl, whatever. Um, I guess that's just a part of how they want the character to develop. So yeah, she drives into his trailer. Mm-hmm. Just and knocks it over. Knocks she, it over. she drives into it once, didn't think that she did the job she felt she should have done. <laughs> so then she rams into it again. Yeah. Uh yeah, and him and the girl come come running out. And yeah, and doesn't it hit the ground? Yeah, it topples over like a jeep. Right. <laughs> so on a random bend, like just it, I mean it's a trailer. So it topples over, but they run out. 
and she drives away, but yet she's so injured that she has to have a full hysterectomy. Now, that is also confusing. Because, I mean, <laughs> she drove into it. But if you drive into a trailer and get hit so hard that you ultimately have to have a hysterectomy, I just feel like you wouldn't be able to drive away. That's what I'm saying. I could be wrong. I mean, there are, you know, I'm not a doctor. I, I <laughs> but I would just think if you're hit that badly, like, and how? Like a hysterectomy? Like, right. you drive, the wheel is like, it's not down low like that. Like, okay, I'm, just, I'm trying to make sense of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying oh. to it makes sense. <laughs> the plot hole just gets so much worse. <laughs> so she, um, you know, rec- they reconcile after that. And I'm like, so what you should have done was repossess that man's car and moved on with your life. Right. If you're that mad, that was your out. That was your right. chance to get away. But if she's under 25, her brain wasn't fully formed. <laughs> no, we've all been there and we make hey. horrible choices that we think are the right choice even though everyone around us is telling us don't do that don't do that don't do that but when you're under 25 you know you, you still you, you're not all you're not all that you could potentially be when it comes to decision making right and I think that he I think the, their first interaction was like he showed up at their mom's at her mom's funeral. And she's like, oh my God, you came all this way. And he's like, I walked, basically like, I walked here. And she's like, oh my God. And that's when they go back to the trailer. And he puts on a little Nina Simone. And then she's just like smitten after that. Uh, Because Nina Simone, anytime a person plays Nina Simone, that means that they are deep. (laughs) Like that's, that's like, I feel like a movie shortcut. (laughs) Cop out. Like, I don't want to write that this character is deep. I don't really want to get into it. So we're just going to play some Nina Simone in the background. And then we know that this person has depth. And there was Nina Simone playing all through this movie. Right. I guess Tyler Perry got his hands on (laughs) the right right, as much Nina Simone as he wants because it was there. And I just felt like, damn, I'm sorry, Nina. I know you didn't think that you (laughs) Let <laughs> me use this way, girl. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. So they they reconcile, and her sisters. And okay. So some more people with just you know absolutely no character development whatsoever. <laughs> so it's like the mom dies for unknown reasons. The house is left totally to the youngest and least worldly person of them all. Right. That is not even done with college, I don't think, at this point. Mm-mm. I think she's still in school. So they leave, but it makes the most sense to leave the house to her. Yeah. But well, maybe, okay, I'm going to try to insert some logic. <laughs> Perhaps the thought was the two, because she has two older sisters, so maybe it's because the two older sisters are in relationships that look like they're going to head to marriage. So maybe the thought is these ones are going to be taken care of because they got men's. But I, guess. I don't know. But then I'm you know, after after the death settled, after the funeral, 
the sisters basically were like, okay, well, we have husbands, so we're out of here. <laughs> what? So you're you're pretty much on your own. Right? You got and the that's house. that's how the conversation yeah. went. It wasn't like, hey, so, you know, I know that we've all been through a lot, but, um, you know, we're married and we're going to be starting our lives. There's no, like, transition. It was just real blunt. Like, hey, little girl. <laughs> We moving out, so you gonna need to figure this shit out by yourself. <laughs> but we'll be back to tell you exactly how you should be living your life. So. Oh, always, because that's what older sisters do. I mean, that is kind of what older sisters do. <laughs> um, and just in general, I think like older family members—that's the thing. Like they don't always know what to do with their lives, but they love coming back telling you what to do with yours. And then not really help you with anything other than by telling you what you're doing wrong. Um, so I thought that <laughs> there was a little bit of truth in that uh, in that scene. Right. But yeah, they just dipped on her. <laughs> like, you better do it right. <laughs> and break out with him. Right. <laughs> they right. couldn't stand, old boy. No. And, I mean, I guess in their defense, like, you know, there was the whole fact that he was cheating but outside of it like he seemed first of all he did not seem like someone that had the intellectual capacity to develop this battery at all that's not what they showed us in his character and then she <laughs> describes him I'm sorry no shade to the actor but the way she described him she was like he was just so fine and going on and on about how attractive this man is. Now, the person who played the younger version of him was, I would not say that he's unattractive. I think he is attractive. But, I mean, the way she talked, right? should have had Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> like, dude was just, you know, he was a regular, like, good-looking, you know, guy. But he was, you know, he wasn't big. He wasn't muscular. He wasn't mm-hmm. tall. I don't know where all this description of, like, being super fine came from, but... Again, no shade to the actor. If you ever listen to this podcast, sir, I do not think that you're unattractive. Please don't think that I'm mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly grown up Robert was was nothing to write home about at all. Neither one. <laughs> um but yeah, so they um they they leave the house, the sisters and their men, they gather their things and leave the house. And so she's just kind of there. And that just gives Robert space and opportunity to move in. And she's supporting him. And I don't know why it's taking so long to develop this battery. I don't know why it's taking years. But it is. And so Taraji finally gets fed up and is like, look, man, you got to get a job. And this is where we find out that he cannot find work so easily because he's a felon. And I don't remember this from the movie, but Wikipedia lets us know that he spent two years in prison for stealing shoes. What? Why do I not remember that? Yeah. Maybe I was just so caught up in trying to analyze other things. Yeah. I have a question. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I I have a question about the best friend. So she has this best friend. And when they get married, the best friend is, like, head over heels, like, so happy for her. That, like, her friend was not her friend. Like, there's no way that I could have a best friend. She's about to marry somebody who 
cheated on her and I mean I don't know it just the relationship it was it wasn't like it was I mean it was a typical in my opinion typical 20 something relationship but I'm just like why would you no one should have supported that and no one did except for the best friend when they got married um but yeah I'm sorry to cut you off oh no um that is interesting because I don't remember the best friend at all Damn! <laughs> the <best laughs> was there at the dorm when she opened up. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The best yeah. friend was there, like when she found out she was getting married. She was mm-hmm. so happy for her, and she was yeah. there wishing them the best, which is you know very sweet. But a good friend is really going to examine the situation, and you know maybe not necessarily intervene, but just be like, "Girl, I just." don't know about this something mm-hmm. she was just like oh yeah anyway yeah so I guess they wanted to maybe show that she did have a little tiny bit of a support system when it came to this relationship perhaps mm-hmm. um I know that there are some there's some women that are like that they're just like, oh yeah you know gonna gonna rock with whatever like if you feel like you want to marry this guy then that's what we're gonna do and yay yeah plus there are also women who, I mean, a wedding is like the getting married is the holy grail. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's happening for you. And love conquers everything. And you might have had some problems to start off, but your love and the fact that the fact that you're in love and married now will just make it all go away. Like there are a lot of people who think that way. So maybe the best friend was just one of those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I, feel, I definitely agree with you. I am that friend that would not be um, like congratulating you on marrying someone that um, you know is just so whack. Mhm. Pretty much whack, and has shown no potential of going beyond his current level of whackness. Like I could see if he was on his way to med school or something, or <laughs> it's like, oh, he's got potential. But all he's got is this battery. Right. A battery. And he's been trying to sell the battery to one company. Right. One. (laughs) Yeah. By filming himself and sending them footage. (laughs) 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 Because that's how you get in there. That's how you do it. You film yourself talking about how passionate you are about this product you have, this battery. I'm just like a battery of all the things to choose. I mean, I guess if like, so he's been working on this battery from the time he's in college through adulthood. So I guess if he's, if you have a person working on something technology, technological blah, blah, related I guess it would have to be a battery because it couldn't be an app because there were no apps back then when it first started. Mm-hmm. Cell phones weren't really a thing. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else he could have worked on for years and years and years without a job, without losing any passion. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't understand that damn battery. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and this is sort of like um, the pursuit of happiness when Will Smith's character is mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to sell the bone scanner, but at least, you know, that wasn't his own invention. Like, this was an actual job. Right. So and Working with all he really had. Right. 
this guy, I mean, he did go to college. Right. He could have gotten a job. This film is based in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so a lot of restaurants where he could have gone to work. <laughs> right. They weren't far from Spherion. He could have gone over to the <laughs> real quick. Something. <laughs> right. Right. And um Yeah, I I don't even know. But so he wants yeah, so like you said, he wants to sell to this this singular company, Prescott. And um so he is finds out that Diana, who of all the administrative assistants in the world, in all the companies in the world that an administrative assistant could work at, the girl that he just so happened to cheat on Taraji with in the trailer works at this singular company. Right. I don't think she was an admin. I think she was actually like one of the leaders in the organization because she had an admin. It was that thick blonde woman okay. <laughs> which came in. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, that's very fitting. A thick blonde woman. <laughs> and right. I know she get all the black men. <laughs> all the ones she wants. But um, yeah, it's like, what are the odds? I'm sad that I'm sad that this movie was filmed in Pittsburgh and I um, and that myself or any of my family didn't have an opportunity to be in it. You know, <laughs> now that I have Ian um and Eli, um, you know, we're looking for background um actor opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad that um that neither none of us got to be a part of this. Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had no idea it was made in Pittsburgh. Like, when I saw the opening shot, I was like, that looks like Pittsburgh. But then I was like, maybe it's not, because I don't know. But then I would see different scenes. I'm like, this was definitely, it looks like it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Because yeah. Pittsburgh, like, a lot of movies get filmed there because it kind of has that anywhere USA vibe. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think it also has to do with, like, film tax credit or something like that. But, um, yeah, it, so I do, I want to jump back. This is what I was talking about with the green screen. So there's a point in the film where they're the younger versions of themselves and they're sitting on a bench in Mm -hmm. an area in Pittsburgh. And I know exactly where it is, but it's a green screen. And I'm like, if you film the movie in Pittsburgh, why do you need a green screen for them to have a conversation on a bench? (laughs) in Pittsburgh. I'm like, that area is not crowded. <laughs> they could have easily gone over there. I don't know. I I just, I was very, I was lost watching this movie. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. So going back to him bumping into the woman who works at this company. Um, and he ends up there. How does he end up there? Is it because he was this at the point where he eventually did get a job. So what happens is that offered by her brothers. So what happens is that he is, so he, he runs into Diana someplace. I don't remember exactly where I thought it was outside of the office. Yeah. 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 So he, he runs into her outside of the office and I think she knows that he's been sending, like, all these videotapes and, like, trying to talk to people. Of course. The whole, like, I'm sure. And they're like, 
corporate security in that company knows right. all the high level executives are like, look, just be on the lookout. There's that at no point should this person enter the fucking building. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he's been sending videos and talking about this damn battery for at least how many years? 10, right. 15, 20 years? Like, come on. Right. And so that's when he starts working for her her in-laws with a trucking company. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what makes the most sense is that we give this job our most important client, <laughs> our biggest moneymaker, the client that we absolutely cannot afford to lose under any circumstance. We're going to give that responsibility to the least responsible person that we can think of. Yeah. And so I know at some point they told him at this, you know, this company that he's been trying to sell the battery to. Didn't they tell him, like, do not come back? Like, Yeah. And he, like, throws it in the garbage. He got upset about that. And then old girl asked for the footage and was like, please pull all the files. And her admin was like, the files of the person that you just said <laughs> they've held way. <laughs> right. Okay. And I guess she started looking through the videos and all the footage or whatever. And I don't know. She looked like kind of happy and excited about the product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So then we get back to him driving the truck yeah so he's driving the truck to this important destination and she calls him and is like hey yeah i just watched this collection of videos that you've sent throughout the years (laughs) on vhs because (laughs) at this uh technology company we still have vcrs right and i showed it to my boss and he wants you to come like right this second and so he, of course, busts a U-turn right in the middle of Pittsburgh. <laughs> so he's going to go home and get his suit and get all his battery materials. And then, but, and I'm like, okay, see, this, see, this is what I, this is where Tyler Perry gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> so, you know, it's this majorly important client. The brothers are so busy. Like they don't, they don't possibly have the time to do it themselves, which makes the most sense. But yet and still, they have time to see on some sort of tracking device that he's not going in the direction of the client. Mm. Why are y'all sitting around? If y'all didn't have time to do this job yourself. Why are y'all sitting around here watching him not going to the place where he's supposed to go? Yeah, maybe they were just trying because he was doing well at first. So maybe they were just hoping like, OK, we, maybe we can trust him with this one then he's good because they the whole point of it was like look we're giving you this job but no missteps do not fuck it up and he was like (laughs) i got it i will not fuck it up and for a while he wasn't and then that day it was just fuck it up fuck it up fuck it up fuck it up like he (laughs) decided (laughs) right he's gonna risk it all for i mean for his dream because you know this is the company Right. They wanted to see his battery. (laughs) Damn battery. So he goes home where Taraji is there ready 
to fight. On site because her sisters looked in the truck and found a woman's wallet. And it was the woman at the company who was also the woman that he cheated with before they got married. Right. Right. So, you know, so he's trying to, like, go and uh, get his stuff. And she's, like, ready to fight. And he's like, I have this big meeting. And she's like, you thought. (laughs) And he's like, I just need to get my battery. And she's like, you're going to sit here and explain to me. I'm I'm just like, okay. Like, I mean, I know, like, women get mad and they, or people get mad, not just women. And you, like, you black out and you just, like, so angry and you demand an explanation. But, like, I also feel like there could have been some time for him to just be like, listen, I finally got a meeting with these people. but she, And I think he was trying to tell her that and she was not trying to hear it. Not at all. Uh-uh. She, I mean, I think she just had so much anger and resentment built up. She was probably yeah. waiting on an opportunity to go off. And that was it. Yeah. And she did. Weren't they fighting in the yard? Or that they weren't fighting. Oh, yeah. Like, going. <laughs> she was yeah. trying to F him up. <laughs> I'm saying F him up. Like, I didn't just say fuck 35 times. But <laughs> she was trying I mean, to fight him in the yard. And he was just like, look, I wa- I'll walk. But right. he took his battery and took his butt over to Prescott or whatever that place is called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I don't understand how he got this um how he got the um the suit on because that quick I mean, it, it was just so aggressive like immediately. <laughs> he really did throw a suit on as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um I don't know. But he finally makes his way into the car and he gets to the place and they're like, yeah, man, we want to offer you $800,000. And he's like, "Um, thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, they gave him the offer. Like, they left it on the table. But for 24 hours, I'm like, I'm sorry. What companies, maybe I just don't know anything about, like, big number negotiations, but I feel like a sum that high, like you would have some time to think about it. Right. It could be an opportunity to go back and forth, not just like here's $800,000, take it or leave it. The clock is running 24 hours to make your decision. But like, (laughs) right. I don't think that's how it works. Right. So he was like, thanks, but no thanks. He grabbed his little battery or whatever, bone scanner, whatever it was, and was like, I'm out of here. So he goes back home, and um, the whole the whole gang's there. Mm-hmm. Waiting to gang up on him. Yeah. And so um, they're like, you know, he's like, you know, all excited to tell her, like, they made an offer, and... And I turned it down, though. And she was like, you had said what? And it's just, <laughs> down, it's just downhill from there. And, um, yeah. She and, put him uh, out. Yeah, she kicked him out. She's and that's how he ends up at the homeless shelter. Yeah, he did end up at a homeless shelter and eventually got a job as a cook. Yes. 
And so, side storyline, Taraji's like, well, I'm, I no longer have this man, I, but I still need a little sugar in my tank, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start dating. Sugar in her bowl, like the, her bowl. by Nina yeah. Simone. <laughs> right, right, sugar in her bowl, not her tank. That's a whole different conversation. No, I'm, just to, I'm just trying to tie in the Nina Simone thing. Okay. <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, so he... Um, he uh, leaves, goes into the homeless shelter, which, because it's in Pittsburgh, I'm assuming it's Light of Life Ministries on the north side. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing or making light of the fact that anyone is at a homeless shelter, but <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's probably Light of Life Ministries. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he's a dishwasher. At the restaurant. Oh, so he's a dishwasher. He's not a cook. That he that Taraji goes on her date with Mr. Lightskin Excellence. <laughs> that her sister is just always like, why in these movies, someone always has someone on deck ready. Right. Like, oh, I know someone perfect for you. Go out with right. him. And he's always absolutely perfect, kind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they're on the date and she sees him and she's like mad all over again. And, um, but she, you know, she's still what? seeing dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. You're with somebody, you messed up your life, you put him out. Right. You should be happy now. You should be like, woo. Glad that's not my problem anymore. But she's just bitter. Yeah. I suppose. She just seemed like, unreasonably angry the whole movie the entire movie and a lot of the times she was angry it was because of positions that she put herself in yes that was something that I noticed um she was always blaming someone for things that she could have avoided had she just made her own choices Mm-hmm. She's like constantly pointing fingers, and I think they're, you know, they were trying to tie in the fact that, not the fact, but that maybe she has a personality disorder. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fleshed out very well. Yeah. But I think that's what they were trying to get to. Like this woman has a personality disorder, and it's gone undiagnosed for however many years and this is why she thinks the way she thinks and this is why she behaves the way she behaves right and I do think that it's kind of unfortunate that if she did have a personality disorder that they didn't um that that wasn't explained better or that didn't manifest itself better because she just seemed like 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 angry for no reason and then there was that that terrible scene Later on in the movie, where they kind of like have her hemmed up in the house. Oh my gosh, the red like, lights! Yeah, with the red light and doing the interpretive dance, and I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Going on? What is happening? Yeah, and like, and I still so is the interpretive dance part. That's after. Okay, so at some point, they come back to the husband with a better offer right so i did skip ahead a little bit just on the on the strength of the um person because i got sidetracked by the the idea of the personality 
disorder, but yeah, so she's, oh, right. so she's, um, you know, seeing Mr. Lyskin excellence, Robert's at the homeless shelter, Diana somehow finds that out. And of course offers to let him stay with her of because course. that's, that's what makes sense. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Of course. Um, so he comes to live with her, and of course, due to her black girl magic, she um, upgrades him, and he gets a better offer from Prescott, and they are going to let him keep the intellectual property. So Robert comes to visit Melinda at work, although she refuses to reconcile. He grudging, begrudgingly accepts her decision, but he just gives her a quick $10 million and buys back her home. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I'm just here to drop off this ten million real quick. Oh, you don't want to get back together? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I mean I'm gonna just know, I'm gonna just get out of your hair. I respect your agency. If you don't wanna be with me, that's fine. But you know right. what? For all the trouble I've caused, I just bought back your family house and here's ten right. million. Here's ten million. Just you know, just don't spend that all in one place. Right. Um but I'm just gonna go ahead and get out of your hair. So, you know, have a nice life. And so then she then she gets mad at her sisters for their influence over her about you know being with him and supporting him and they're like she's like he gave me this 10 million dollars and y'all like coerced me into like getting rid of him and they're like girl what are you even talking about and she Right. I mean, she was calling out their husbands. Talking about <laughs> everybody know he got a baby on the other side of town, and everybody know what you into. Right. And, and like clowns, you know, Mr. Sugar Tank Sugar Bowl, <laughs> or, you know, maybe not being able to put things down the way she thinks he should in right. bed. Um, yeah, she just went off the deep end because, you know, she was like, I don't know, I guess at that point she was just ready to get him back. Yeah, which she tries to do. So she throws on her finest Fashion Nova lingerie set, (laughs) marches up to... First of all, if you live in a penthouse of that level of luxury, how is she just able to get upstairs? Exactly. Because you know it's probably in Fox Chapel or... (laughs) Well, no, it was downtown. Because I remember at the beginning of the film, they were talking. He was like, I want to live in an apartment right there in that building. And they, like, pointed to some building that was downtown Pittsburgh. And I think that was, like, part of the plan. Like, once things take off with this battery, we're going (laughs) to Then she just show up like, I knew you'd be here. Right. This This is the place that you said that you were going to move to downtown where it's a food desert and there's no retail not so much as a bookstore but go off right (laughs) live downtown pittsburgh the absolute worst city to live downtown in but you know that's cute um so yeah delivers now so maybe that i don't know true you know they can you need grubhub and amazon grocery so you're probably right Mm mm-hmm um, so yeah, so she just marches on up there and, um, while she is showing him her goodies that he has not had access to in some time, who should sashay out from the back in the David's Bridal Couture Collection gown? <laughs> she sashayed in in cachet's finest. 
and introduces herself as the fiance. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey. So, she Alexa, likes. play I'll Take Your Man. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Taraji slinks away in shame and just, it's just, just thought, I mean, it was downhill from the moment the movie came on. But. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> but it was, it's like it started out at the curb, but right. now it's going to the gutter. Accelerated, right, right. <laughs> so, um, so we move from there to the next emotion of deranged. So she right. is obsessed with the couple. Deranged. Right. Wants to destroy them. Um, tries to get more money. So she tries to say that the deal with Prescott happened before the divorce, but that's dismissed. And um, she tries to destroy Diana's wedding gown with hydrochloric acid. <laughs> yes, she rolled up in the bridal shop. And was like, uh, yes, I'm for my dress. She definitely pulled up to David's bridal <laughs> with a full gallon of acid. Like, first of all, where does what? Like, do you just search that on Amazon? Like, I'm going to need some hydrochloric acid? acid. So, yeah. Like, do you go to Villains or Us? So, <laughs> and the dress was like smoking. Not enter. Right. And when she poured it on there, the dress was like smoking. Mm-hmm. And then she just like out. chemical reactions are happening, and the bridal retailers are like, "Don't definitely don't smell anything burning. Definitely don't see that plume of smoke coming from over there with that black woman." And you already know that this bridal shop is probably in Fox Chapel or Upper Saint Clair, where they would have definitely been following her around. But you know, exactly. This was not. This was not a. Yeah, this is definitely a place where I feel like they'd have a watchful eye right. on anyone who comes in, especially a brown person. This is Pittsburgh. They're right. always watching us. Always watching. They don't think we can afford anything, and they don't believe we go to college. Right. And get jobs. And so this is where she is caught and sentenced to court-mandated counseling. She is, um, you know... She's not allowed to be around them. She's not allowed to be near them. And it's at this point that the counselor suggests that maybe she has borderline personality disorder, which, again, I feel like was not um, was not made clear enough. Was not, I mean, there was just literally, I mean, of all the the flashbacks and the background scenes, really the, the only scene that indicated that she really, well, too, when she slaps him, but. Mm-hmm. When she, you know, drives the car into the um the the trailer, like that that seemed like I mean it, definitely an extreme reaction to cheating, but I did I wouldn't have looked at that and be like oh yep she def- that's textbook borderline personality personality disorder like I just don't think that they um fleshed that out well enough. I don't think they did either. And now I can't get the song Borderline by Madonna out of my head. <laughs> Borderline. Oh my gosh. So, and I think it's at that court hearing that she finds out that Diana is pregnant. Yeah. And she, I mean, overall, like she isn't, she's like stalking her social media. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. upset about the fact that they're together and she's like, I bet he's 
he's using all those tricks I taught him <laughs> on her. <laughs> and I'm like, what tricks, girl? When y'all got together, you were the virgin. So, um, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. So on the day of the wedding, that's when they kind of barricade her inside the house. So you, like, every... <laughs> Every possible exit, like the back exit, like the brothers are out there, like playing spades and in the front, like the sisters are like, yeah. you tried it. Like every, every um, exit is, is closed. And we feel like, okay, like she's, she's in the house. Like she's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And, and before, she didn't the, do. before <laughs> the wedding, didn't they go to him or something? And they were like, look, you need to be careful. <laughs> no, or did, they came over. Remember they came over? Yeah, and like she's like, what do y'all got them doing in the house? And they like run off because you know it's Roger P. Henson is terrifying, <laughs> right? So. With the colored contacts, right? So <laughs> they skedaddle on out of there, and they're and she's just like can't believe that they had them over, and like she feels betrayed by them, and um, they drive off in their convertible, <laughs> and they they get married like that's not the issue the issue is that they're on their honeymoon cruise and okay we're gonna get into how does she get on the boat <laughs> but here's my thing where are y'all cruising from where in the hell where is it in pittsburgh where you could have a beautiful outdoor wedding walk up on to your boat yacht whatever that was I don't know anything about sea life. <laughs> I just know it was a big old boat. Um, right. So right after the wedding, they say their goodbyes, they're waving, they get up on the boat, and then they cruise off. Down the Ohio River. Like, Ohio, where are y'all going? The Allegheny or the Monongahela. I don't know which. <laughs> Let me find out that the Ohio River, like, feeds into the Atlantic Ocean, and I could have been, like, leaving on a cruise from... <laughs> where the where the Swickley boat ride used to be. Right. <laughs> where the Swickley, I'm sorry. Yes. Where, the come, where the come on home boat ride. Like, Yo, you could hop on a boat from the Legion. <laughs> right. <And> like, <laughs> wake up in the Bahamas? Like, is that what y'all are trying know. to tell me? No, I didn't know. Because they are really coasting around, like, at, you know, it transitions from day to night. Fam, they have a full staff on that piece. Like, a full staff. And it's, I'm like, this is the Ohio River. It don't, it, it can't smell good. No. No, it can't. I don't, I'm However, like, where are they going? Where are you going on a boat from Pittsburgh? Like, where? <laughs> where? Cleveland? I don't know. I guess. Youngstown. <laughs> <laughs> so no. many questions. But if they are cruising from Swickley Boat Dock, that <laughs> explains how she could have got on there very easily. That's true, but uh, that's not what happened. And sorry <laughs> if we're confusing you with all this <laughs> Pittsburgh talk, but if you are from Pittsburgh, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they get married, they are on their cruise, and... Diana is, like, about to slip into something more comfortable, I guess. And that's when uh, Taraji comes out of literally nowhere. Maybe she's, maybe she went to the Arya Stark School of 
you know, face switching. Right. Like faceless men, because wasn't like she was looking for um the woman that old boy married was looking for her wedding dress and could not find it. Right. And then Taraji shows up wearing it. And I'm like, how? Taraji right. is a lot thicker than this woman. And this woman is incredibly slender. Right. There's no way Taraji could have fit that dress. But somehow she put it on and just went buck. And right. fun. <laughs> was pointing it at everybody. She told the crew to jump. They were all standing off to the side. She busted shots and was like, jump! And they all jumped off the side of the boat. I was like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I... I spoke, I don't know, I mean, the last episode we recorded, I just knew that I would figure out a logical explanation for how she got on that boat. Alas, I did not because, I mean, when the wedding was happening, she was at home. And then the boat right. came off while she was still at home. So it's like, did she hitch a ride on the good ship lollipop or the gateway clipper? <laughs> Just like swing over? Did she swim <laughs> over? Did she have her own like quiet boat? I don't like, how did she get out there? I guess we're just supposed to assume that if a person has borderline personality disorder, they're mentally in a different place so they can do things that most of us wouldn't do to accomplish a task based on fueled by anger. I don't know. Right. I I think you're right. But I I I think think that I think the explanation is supposed to be, well, when you're crazy, (laughs) you can do anything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, she gets on the boat and she, um, my dog is back there trying to get me to play with him. So if you hear noises, that's him. Hush, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, does she, does she go for, she goes for him first. Yeah, because I think she already kind of took her out. Didn't she shoot her? Yeah. I can't remember, but I think she she went in order because he was saved last. Right. And um, let me let me just think about this. He tells the crew to jump. Do, we, do you already say that? Yeah, she tells the crew to jump. Right. Oh, no, no, no. He tells her, he tells his new wife to get on the boat that's attached. Mm-hmm. And tells them go. Tells her go get the crew. Right, so, right. This woman knows how to navigate a boat like that. She just jumped in and sped off into the complete darkness. There was no light. <laughs> how did she find the people? <laughs> what was she really gonna do? But he was like, "Go get the crew." So she ran and jumped on the boat. Right, and went to get the crew. <laughs> right. And so, um, she Melinda. Um, returns and tries to kill him with an axe but is trapped by the anchor and drowned yeah and it's this very I mean it's kind of a that was the one thing it was kind of a cool looking scene of her dropping down into the water Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then it just kind of fades out like we you know we see the crew does finally come back and they're she did something I think she did axe him 
I guess we're supposed to assume that maybe he's still living because the crew's trying to attend him. We don't really know what happens after that because the movie's just over. Right. Um, yeah. So that's acrimony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's really something. I mean, I can't say that it's a terrible movie because it, it really... Well, maybe I can't say that. <laughs> it's... I... It's... It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be based on how people described it, but I still didn't think it was good. Um, maybe good in a way that, like, if you just want to be entertained, if you like laughing at bad movies, like, then, perhaps. And then part of me feels like, well, you know, a lot of times I'll look at a movie and I'll think, oh, if they had a bigger budget, I know it could be better, but they had a big budget. Right. And it wasn't better. Mm-mm. I feel like there could have been a billion dollar budget in this movie. <laughs> it all of this would have just happened on space or something. On, on in space, or on right? <laughs> right. Um, um, yeah. I. I mean, I have such a love hate relationship with Taraji P Henson. Um, hmm. I feel like I like her as a person. Like I and I like I I like her. But as an actress, I'm just like, hmm, like how? Like I feel like she is the Ashanti of actresses. No! Like, how did you get here? How did you get here? I need the exact prayer that you prayed. <laughs> oh gosh. You said the Ashanti of acting. Yes. You need to know the prayer she prayed. I think I think things took off after uh hustle and flow but how'd she get there like i just like, <laughs> how how did she how did we end up here well what was before let's see so baby boy was the start um and i mean i guess i could that's the start that was the first time i noticed her on the big screen i think that might have been like her first big screen like lead or um co-star role okay and then, um, I know she was in Benjamin Button. hmm And I don't know. From what I hear, she's likable. And okay. not just by, like, regular folks. Like, I think, in general, Hollywood likes her. hmm I feel like that may have something to do with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's a bad actress. <laughs> I support her. I don't think she's like a shanti. <laughs> she does have some chops. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm looking at her. Um, I'm looking at her early career, which started in 2001. So she started as a background performer. And then, okay, so Baby Boy was her first, like, big role. Okay. And then Hustle and Flow is after that. Okay, I could see that because I mean she's in Baby Boy, Hustle and Flow. Who directed Hustle and Flow? Craig Brewer, but produced by John Singleton. Okay, so John Singleton made Baby Boy. Right. He directed that, so that makes perfect sense. Maybe he he really liked her performance in Baby Boy and was like, "Hey, I got somebody for you. Mm-hmm. Think she'd be perfect for the role." Boom. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's how it really happened, but <laughs> right, I can connect those dots and see how she got hustle and flow. Which 
I'm sorry. I, maybe I'm the only person that watched Hustle and Flow. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit that. But I just remember watching it with a friend. And she was cackling. She was like, Autumn, no one has made this commentary. Like, the whole time I was watching it, she was like, I've never, like, heard anyone react to this movie this way. I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. Why are we rooting for a pimp? Right. Who can't keep his hose in line. Like he's a pimp. Automatically, he's not a character that I want to root for. And then he decides he wants to be a rapper. And then when his song is finally on the radio, he's into right. it. And that's the happy ending. I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right, fine, fine. Academy Award, whatever. I I don't know everything. (laughs) Yeah. So somehow she she went from there to Benjamin Buttons. Okay. Where she got an Academy Award nomination for um, Best Supporting Actress, which you know I'm not mad at her, and I believe that Taraji is probably very likable because I find her likable but I just again for the life of me <laughs> you... just, I don't know how we got here <laughs> oh gosh again what God has for you is for you right and you know who am I who am I to judge and then she was in the family that prays she was in I can do it better by myself so I mean yeah you know I don't know I mean those are two Tyler Perry movies right uh I think with Taraji, I don't know. I feel like she's probably dealing with what a lot of people of color in Hollywood deal with. Like, you got to work with the roles that are given to you. And mm-hmm. I feel like she, I really feel like she's doing the best with what, with, with the parts she gets. Oh, absolutely. And, so I, I feel and like I, a lot of this, I'm blaming this on Hollywood. Right. Cause she could do, she could do a lot. I think she's really talented, but she's just not. I don't think the script, the perfect script, has landed in her lap. I mean, perfect in the sense that she's getting work, but at the same time, I feel like there's, you know, there are some actresses. I'll maybe keep the names to myself that I don't feel like they could ever give us an Academy Award-winning performance. Like they're incapable. <laughs> But I think Taraji can. I think she's got an Academy Award in her. Some others, nah, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Sorry. I um, I, I I agree. I think that her role on Empire, like I just, I don't know. Like there's just something about like her therapy sessions, like the way that her voice was like shaking. It just sounded so crazy to me. Um, <laughs> I don't like when she was doing the dancing in the red light. Like I. I don't know. I just, like you said, she did the best that she could with what she was given. I think you're also correct in that she maybe hasn't had the best role. I think she, I think the role of Cookie on Empire um, makes a lot of sense. I think that's a good role for her, but I'm still waiting for, um, you know, like how, how Regina King, I just love her so much and I loved her in, um, uh, Beale Street as the mom, like she just just has like this quiet power about her, and um, yeah. So I'm hoping that we we see more from Taraji, something a little bit more 
um, a more meaty role that she can really sink her teeth into because um, this this ain't it. <laughs> no, no. And again, I've mentioned this before. I see people play roles and they're amazing in the role. And then I see them in a role later and it's just like, what is this? I think a lot of it depends on the director. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, director, who the director is really, truly makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope so. And like what you mentioned about Regina King, she's like, she deserves she really deserves like I didn't see Beale Street but I don't need to see Beale Street to know that she deserved the Academy Award because she's been great ever since she was Brenda like Mm -hmm. I can't think of a bad Regina King performance every time she pops up in something I'm like oh well I know I'm gonna like this character I don't know if I'm gonna like the rest of them but she's just she's amazingly talented and you know as a someone who's kind of doing voice acting (laughs) I was like say oh I'm a voice actress I don't know I don't get enough work to maybe (laughs) call myself a voice actress but she's so talented with that too like she did Huey and Riley made them sound completely different have two different personalities for a while she was doing voiceovers for Tampax and she just Hmm. she's got a lot of range she's incredibly talented so I'm happy that she won and hopefully Taraji will get her chance to to shine as well. Mm-hmm. Not to say she's not shining, but you know. Yep. So yeah, so that's all I got on acrimony. Um, did you feel seen at all? <laughs> um, did I feel seen in this movie at all? I mean, I felt seen from being um, from the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> okay. And I do like that films are being shot here. And I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a big deal that mm-hmm. Tyler Perry movie was filmed here. I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of people, um, a lot of black people in the Pittsburgh area that got to be extras. So, um, yeah, yeah I like that. Mm-hmm. And having a child who, or children who are, you know, trying to do a little background work, a little acting, um, you know, I, I definitely feel seen in, in that you know, it's not totally 100% out of their their reach to be part of mm-hmm. movie making magic. So, yeah, I do in some regards. How about you? Uh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, and I, I didn't, like, when I look at the film, I didn't feel seen in any of the characters. I couldn't relate to any of them. I mean, I could relate to, no, I, no, no. <laughs> like, the only character I could relate to was the admin, the blonde lady. She's just like, girl, what? Okay. <laughs> and walked out, and I was like, mm, you're the only one in this film that got some sense, girl. Because <laughs> you're doing your job and going home. <laughs> right. That's about it. Like, I, I guess do... you want these dusty tapes. Okay, girl, bye. <laughs> I know she was like, you know, my boss just asked me to go dig up some. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, right on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. And I mean, kind of, you know, no, that's about it. I mean, I do, I do like that it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Cause I like anything that 
uh, you know, gives people in Pittsburgh an opportunity to be a part of the whole movie magic because it's not a place that people think of mm-hmm. when it comes to movies and cool Hollywood type stuff. So, right. I liked that aspect, but other than that, I got nothing. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anything else? So, I wanted to introduce a new segment called Scenes from the Internet, where we <laughs> talk about nonsense and foolery that we see there. And, um, of course, the Internet is always full and plenty of nonsense. <sighs> so... The first thing was that the Met Gala had happened, and this year's theme was camp, and not camp like Ernest goes to camp. Happy <laughs> 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 Ernest, Ernest, <laughs> Ernest <What am> I- <laughs> Worrell. Yes. Oh my goodness! I what a great those horrible ass movies <laughs> when I was a kid. I love the so show. Funny. I love the movies. My mom would just look at me like, what the hell is wrong with my child? She's like, you really watching this? <laughs> Ernest. Like, he would try to, like, teach you how to make fart noises with your hands. I always felt directed to a TV and I couldn't do it. You're like, dang, how does he do it? <laughs> really did appeal to children. <laughs> right. But I digress. I'm sorry. Back to... <laughs> yes. Um, Can't. So... So they meant campy, like fun and whimsical. And as normal, I feel like with the Met Gala, some people are really on theme and they really like put creativity into it, which is what it's about. Mm -hmm. And then some people are just like, I'm just wearing, you know, whatever gowns these designers send me. I'm going to pick my favorite one and I'm going to go ahead and do that. So fuck y'all's theme. I'm doing it. I'm going to do me. I just want to go party and drink free alcohol and eat free food and kick it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah. So I took the liberty of posting a few looks from the Met Gala on our Instagram at I feel seen S C E N E. And um, you guys can go have, have go ahead and give that a gander. Yeah. I think it was it. I, if, if it's not, I feel seen, it might just be feel seen. So like yeah, I, it is. I'm looking at it. It is. Okay, I feel seen. I feel seen was taken <laughs> when I signed up. But yeah, take a gander at those. Uh, Nia, Nia's getting creative with the social <laughs> <with those> meds. <laughs> or Twitter is the Twitter feel seen? I, I'll look at yeah, it. Yeah, the Twitter is feel seen. Yeah, we got. I mean, if you want to follow us on social media, that's something that we should probably you know, start emphasizing. Follow us on social media. <laughs> Twitter at feel seen, Instagram at feel seen. My Twitter is autumn underscore or my Instagram is autumn underscore woodland. And Nia, your Instagram is um Nia is funny. And it's just Nia is funny, no like underscore or anything like that. Correct. Okay, cool. So, yeah, if you want to follow us, follow the show. You can see our <laughs> Nia's, <laughs> Nia's comments. And one thing that you posted that I can't unsee. There's been, like, lately talk of, like, Aisha Curry and her interview on Red Table Talk. And is this a friend of yours that pointed out the fact that <laughs> Aisha Curry? Oh, my goodness. Perhaps, I, like, 
might favor a former <laughs> member of the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, we're still talking. I mean, the theme is Pittsburgh, so yes. It's fitting. So, somebody's ashy. <laughs> Ashley Cousin <laughs> took it upon themselves to make the statement that Aisha Curry looks like former Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver Heinz Ward. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot unsee it. And when I say that I have been crying, like, <laughs> I I keep looking at the side by side of them and I just am in, I'm in shambles every, like, I've been in shambles all day. <laughs> And you texted me that this morning, and I was like, nah, I don't. And then you sent me side by side, and I was like, damn. I mean, <laughs> they don't necessarily look exactly alike, uh, but if someone were to tell me they were cousins, I'd be like, oh, okay, they definitely right. should come off. <laughs> and of course, you know, like the problem with posting things like this on my personal Facebook page is, of course, there's like some elderly family member who's like well actually that's because they're both Asian and African American and I'm like are they it's a joke we don't want to <laughs> are they really I had absolutely no idea for real <laughs> and then somebody's you know elderly aunt is like I agree completely and then somebody else who also was born without the capacity to be sarcastic or funny in any way is like well, they're both good looking. Nobody said they weren't. They are both good looking people. That's why they look alike. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to have to block you for just being a downer? But uh, I mean, I just, I cannot unsee it. I've been screaming and laughing and crying about it all day. And so I also had posted that on our Insta. So you can decide for yourself if you think that they favor and if you go in our comments and say that they don't I'm going to block you so just that. <laughs> but uh but yeah mm-hmm. yeah Nia's manning the Instagram <laughs> so it'll be more entertaining than if I'm controlling it I'm just gonna be like our next movie review is blah 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 what do you think guys and that's it so, okay <laughs> I'm just gonna say this and then we can wrap it up and I just thought of it based off of what I just said. Um, I was on vacation with a friend and we were out and we were talking to this guy and he at one point of the night was like, Hey, do you want to do a shot? And I was like, sure. (laughs) So he looked at me like, sure. Okay. Like who says, sure. I want to do a shot. Like, you know, a character from leave it to beaver, but that's me. So later on in the night, he said something and my friend started laughing and I was like, what? And he was like, oh, well, he was asking if we want to go to blah, 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 blah. He's like, but you know, you got to ask G Willikers over there. And I was like, did he just call me G Willikers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I could not think of a more fitting (laughs) nickname based off of our interaction. Yeah, I didn't know whether to be offended or <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. But I'm like, yeah, damn, G. Willikers is kind of a good nickname for me. Um, but I have so many other ones. Uh, but yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, I have a tendency to just spew out 
random thoughts and <laughs> streams of consciousness. So that was it right there. <laughs> um, so I think we 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 recorded a podcast this evening. Yeah. Again, number three. We're doing good. Yes. We're doing well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, folks. Check us out on social media. Uh, We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. So please make sure you leave us a review, a five-star review. And (laughs) tell your friends, no, I don't believe it. Like, if you're not going to leave a five-star review, just don't leave anything. Like, just whatever. I don't care about your little two star review, like and and yeah. So anyway, <laughs> leave us a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> Tell your friends about the show. Retweet it and spread the word if you are enjoying what you're hearing. Uh, this has been another episode of I Feel Seen. Thanks for tuning in, folks. All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not ours. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's who is it? That's pseudo queens, right? They're the ones that do. Bye. But it's fine. Wanted to think of something. Well, yeah, we'll come up with a cool way to end it. Well, right now we're just flying off the seat of our pants. How about seeing you later? No, no, corny. Yeah. I, I mean, that's perfect for me. <laughs> given the freaking nickname G. Wilkers, so <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> oh, F I L F E E L S E. No, okay. I don't even know if I can spell. I haven't even been drinking. What is wrong with me? I must be tired. <laughs> All right, that's it. The show's over. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>